thank you for the gift of life and the gift of today. We thank you, Lord, for jealously guiding and guarding us. Thank you for preserving us, O oh Lord. Thank you for protecting us. Let your word be a blessing unto us and let no worshiper remain the same. Bless online members, bless in-person members. Somebody came with a burden, let the burden be rolled away. Somebody came with confusion, let the person live here light-headed. Somebody came here depressed, let the person live here free. Every manner of issue that was brought before you, Lord, let it be settled in Jesus' name. Let a bodily health condition be settled once and for all. The blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Anytime you gather us together, Bible says that all things are ready. All things. We know that all things are ready. Therefore, Lord, let each and everyone according to their desires receive the blessing of all things in Jesus' name. No one will remain the same. If you believe it, I want you to Shout me a believing. I receive it. In Jesus name. Give a clap unto the Lord. And let's take our seats in heavenly places. It's all about you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture in the book of Esther chapter 1. Esther chapter 1. And I want us to start from verse number 5. I want to read from verse number 5 all the way. And Bible says that And when, and when these days were expired, it's very important, very powerful scripture. The day the Lord gave me the understanding of it, my life changed about how I see service and how I appear before the Lord. I come with a very deliberate intention to receive. And like I always keep saying, I have never appeared in church in the title of a pastor. No. I always come hungry and ready to be serviced. And you see, that is it is that the 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 way we appear before the Lord or the way you appear in a place determine how much you carry away. Hallelujah. If you are going for a buffet and then you are already full, by the time you get there, you waste money. But when you are going for a buffet and you are hungry. By the time you are living there, you know that there is value for money. Even the people will testify that you really came. Hallelujah. (laughs) And they will pray that your kind will not come plenty. Hallelujah. Because you prepared to go. Hallelujah. And that is how I always encourage people to prepare to be in the presence. You see, everything is available with the Lord. You see, but 
if you come and then look at what he said. He said, all ye that are thirsty, come and then drink of me. So if you are not thirsty and you can come to a place of not being thirsty. Being thirsty is, I mean, for more of the things of God is is not like a physical thirst where you know that you are thirsty. You have to determine and say that I am thirsty for more of God. Otherwise, Paul at that age of 67 will not say that, that I may know him. When he knew so much, he intentionally decided that I want to be thirsty more for the Lord. Hallelujah. And especially when we see the days approaching like this, when we see the times in which we are, the seasons in which we are, it is important that we become very intentional in desiring more of the Lord. So we read from Esther chapter 1. And I'm reading from verse number six down, verse number five down. He said, And when these days were expired, that means when the days were over, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan the palace. You see, now listen, he said, both unto great and small, seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. Now, let me be in verse number five for one more minute and then I'll come here. He said that when the days were expired, you know, the king had a very powerful province. It was a powerful nation. It was a powerful country. But he did not make the feast for everybody in the country. He said, when as for scattered abroad, in those days they will go, they will fight a place and then once they are able to overcome it, it becomes one province of theirs. So what they were doing is that if they go to this state and then they conquer the state, then they will raise somebody from the state and they will train the person to govern the state for them. So that was how Ahasuerus expanded his territory. Bible says that and then in those days when the king Ahasuerus sat upon the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan the palace. Take note of that. So, even though he had 127 provinces, he had Shushan the palace as a designated place where his throne was. There is always a designated place that God meets his people specially. Now, Bible says that, and in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants to the powers of Persia, the media, and then the, the nobles and the princes of the provinces be, being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom. So now he invited all the nations. They came, they saw that he was conquered. He had conquered. They came, they saw his glory. You know, he showed them the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days. Even 180 days. First score means 81 score is 20. So 180 days. And when those days were now expired, he was talking about the fact that when the general blessings had gone on, now he wanted to give specific blessings, detailed blessings, special blessings. And he said that when those days of delivering the general blessings were expired, the king now made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan the palace. And then he said, both great and small. All that you needed to do was to be in Shushan the palace. You could be a prince. If you were not in Shushan the palace, it didn't matter. But if you were a slave, a servant, and you were in Shushan the palace, and Bible talk about what the palace looked like. Now look at the next verse, verse number, verse number uh, 8. Sorry, 7. 
Look at verse number 7. And they gave them drink in vessels of gold. Look at that. The vessels were different one from another. But the royal, but the wine was royal wine. It, it was in abundance according to the state of the king. It means that anytime you appear before the Lord, how much you take is yours. It, it, look at that. He said they gave them drink in vessels of gold. They were all vessels of gold. But they were different from each other. Your desire is different from my desire. My desire is different from his desire. But Bible said that the king made a declaration that let the royal wine be in abundance according to the state of the king. Now look at verse number 8. He said nobody compelled. And the drinking was according to the law. Nobody did compel. For so had the king appointed unto all his officers in his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. Somebody is living here with his pleasure filled in Jesus' name. Yeah. Somebody is living here fully occupied with the thoughts and the minds of Christ in Jesus' name. Somebody is living here fully restored. Somebody is living here fully refurbished. The blessed and mighty name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you have experienced. It doesn't matter what you have gone through. Once you find yourself in the midst of the congregation of the Lord, may the Lord visit you in Jesus' name. And may the visit be according to your desire. Hallelujah. He said nobody did compel. Verse 7 and 8 again. Very powerful. The book of Esther is a, when I am reading it, it's a very powerful book to me. He said, and they gave them drink in verse number one. They, they were supposed to be in Shushan, the palace. Once you were there, that was the criteria, the qualification that opened the door. And once you are in Shushan, the palace, the next thing is that they gave them drink in vessels of gold. The Lord doesn't see you in as a silver vessel or as a wooden vessel, vessels of gold. But diverse one from another, different. Your desire is different from mine. Your expectation is different from mine. What you, as the word is coming, do you know that when a message is coming, you understand the message differently from how she understands the message. Because what the message comes to do, it, it comes to cure your situation. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So he says that the, 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 the vessels were different from one from another. But the content was not different. Wow. The desire may be different. But the approach of solving it will not be different. The Holy Ghost dispensing solution will not be different. The angels of the Lord bringing answers will not be different. That somebody believe it. And it is happening in Jesus name. Look at that. And he said, and royal wine was in abundance according to the state of the king. And what I love is the verse number 8. Elder Zell. He said, and the drinking was according to the law. It means the Lord had instituted it. None did compel. None did compel. Nobody compelled anybody. Nobody said, take whatever you want or don't take it. He said, according as for the king had appointed that to all his officers in his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure what is your pleasure is it healing receive it in jesus name but i pray that with all your pleasure and your desires this thing will be so very important to you understanding that the greatest of all the pleasures is the fact that you are connected to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it not powerful? Yes. Yeah. I see that the greatest miracle in my life is the fact that I am born again. And the greatest miracle in my life is the fact that every day I walk with the Holy Spirit and I hear His voice and I, 
I, I, I, I, I have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Right. So quickly, I'm talking about working the works of him that sent us. Remember the whole of this month, we are dealing with a soul winner is a shining star. A soul winner. Working for the Lord in the area of winning souls. Working for the Lord in the area of talking to people about Jesus. Working, to, working for, for the Lord in the area of presenting the Lord to them that do not have him or them that do not have fellowship with him. Yesterday, I was at a place for somebody had booked a certain appointment for me. So I went, I was there. I was supposed to just be relaxing. By the time I was leaving, the person that I was having that interaction with, I had spoken to her about Jesus. And we started speaking. And then she was asking me about my family. I said, ah, you have brought it. I wanted to break the ice, but I was looking for the right opportunity. And then she herself brought it. And so we started talking. I started talking about my family. I asked her about her family. And then one thing led to the other. I said, do you know Jesus? And then she was startled. I said, do you know Jesus? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, because it, I may never see her be again. Right. I, maybe the next time I may see her will be before the throne of judgment. So if I didn't take that opportunity, Amen. praise the name of Jesus. So now let us go into our scripture from the book of John chapter 9. And I'm reading from verse number 1. Every time you have an opportunity, seize it. Seize it. Now, John chapter 9, reading from verse number 1 downwards. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Verse 2 says that, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did send this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus answered and said, verse number 3, none did send, neither had this man sent nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And verse number 4, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. While it is day. Somebody say, while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. And verse number five, he said, as long as I am in the world, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Somebody say me a believing amen. amen. So, it is important, ladies and gentlemen, we understand that, we understand that until you know the times and the seasons in which we are or you are, Chances are that you may be doing the right thing at the wrong time. Many people do right things at the wrong time. What they are doing is not wrong. It is right, but it is at the wrong time. So it makes the whole thing wrong. Praise the name of Jesus. And what makes people do the right thing at the wrong time? You see, life will only reward you for doing the right thing at the right time. It's important we know this. Life will reward you for doing the right thing at the right time. It is like trying to fix a key, a car key in that door over there it is a key all right but it will never work out praise the name of jesus so it is important we understand that all the rewards that we believe god for and everything that we believe god for is a product of doing the right thing at the right time but many people will not be able to do the right thing at the right time because they don't even know what the right thing is so here was jesus with his disciples and they were making a journey and all of a sudden, they came to a place and they saw, Bible said that, and Jesus saw. Can we start from verse number two again? It's very, very important because there are some points that uh, <clears throat> I want to pick. Maybe verse number one, sorry. 
verse number one. And as Jesus passed by, he saw. Somebody say, he saw. You see, he was in the congregation of the disciples, but it was what he saw that gave him the idea to do something. Amen. Now, and then there was a man that was by, and his disciples asked him, saying, so the disciples also saw, and Jesus also saw, but they all saw from different perspectives. How you see things determine what you do with the thing. Please, if you don't mind, you can write it. How you see something determines what you do with that thing. How you see a thing determines the value system you place on that thing. And it is so very important, ladies and gentlemen, to understand that in order to even know the works of him who sent us, we must be able to see the works of him that sent us. We must be able to see the opportunity, the time, the season in which we are. You see, and that is why on Sunday I was talking about the Lord saying that before the great and the dreaded day, he was going to send Elijah. It is so important until, and I told you that the, 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 um, uh, the, uh, the metaphoric nature of that word, I will send Elijah before the great and the dreaded day, also means that he will send the spirit of orderliness and restoration. Amen. Yeah. You see, and orderliness and restoration can only be when we know what we have to do so that we can do it. Then orderliness come in. Amen. 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 When we came here for this evening, um, we were preparing for the service. The whole place, all the chairs had been swayed to one side because of the work that is ongoing. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you had come here at that time, you wouldn't have enjoyed it. You, you go like, will we have service so people had to put in orderliness we had to arrange the things and make it orderly so that when you enter you feel the atmosphere of service praise the name of jesus so that is what the spirit of elijah is going to do to bring restoration it will bring repairs it will bring establishment it will bring cleansing and these are a product of ladies and gentlemen knowing the works that we have to do and then doing them in the book of Psalm 90 and verse number 12, I used to think that it was David that wrote that psalm. But later on, when I was doing a lot of studies, I saw that it wasn't David, it was Moses that wrote it. So Moses said in Psalm 90 and verse number 12, he said, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us, teach us to number our days that we may, so that we will be able to do what we have to do. Amen. Brothers and sisters, do you know that a time came when you were in elementary school? Today you are not in elementary school again. Amen. If we catch you in elementary school, <laughs> except your, your child is there, or except you are a worker there, but an elementary school that at this point in time in life at elementary school is another story. Praise the name of Jesus. There are certain things when the time expires, you can't go back for it. Praise the name of Jesus. So that was what Jesus was trying to tell the disciples. That as long as from verse number 9, uh, uh, um, chapter 9, and then verse number 3, 4, and 5 again. And then there are actually two scriptures that I have to read. But the other one, I'll read it in later on. Uh, now, Jesus answered, neither had this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. So we have been sent. Praise the name of Jesus. While it is day. 
For the night is coming when no man can work. So this suggests to us that a time is coming when what we have to do, we can't do it again. And I mean, naturally, it is wisdom that there are certain things you do in the day, in the night, you can't do them. Is that right? Yeah. There are certain places. That is why certain companies in the night, they don't work. Because there are certain things, even though you can do it in the night, you can't do it. Hallelujah. And then he said, uh, he said, um, the verse number four, the latter part. When no man can work. And then verse five. He said, and as long as I am in the world, as long as I have the opportunity, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Now, so quickly, I want us to address some few things. Now, let's find out why we must work the works of him that sent us. Why was Jesus saying that we must work the works of him that sent us? By the way, what is the works of him that sent us? Let us note that one before we go on to why. We must work it. Now, the works of him that sent us is anything that we do to advance the agenda of God upon the earth. Anything we do that advances the work of God on the earth, we are doing the work of him that sent us. If Assyrian employs you, for the whole 7 a.m. to probably 3.30 p.m. or 4 p.m. that you'll be there, or 8 to 5 p.m. that you'll be there, you have to be pushing and advancing the welfare of Azurion. You cannot be there. Even your own mobile phone. Do you, <laughs> do you know that even your own mobile phone that you bought with your own money, you can't even attend to it? Because at that, point, at that point in time, the time that has been appointed to you is a time to advance the agenda and the mandate of that particular company. Now, so the works of God or the works of him that sent us is doing anything that pushes or advances the kingdom of God on the earth. The kingdom of God on the earth. Anything that promotes the kingdom of God on the earth. Anything that promotes the desires of God on the earth. Anything that goes beyond your personal interest into the interest of God upon the earth, ladies and gentlemen, is called the works of him that sent us. Working in love. Working the workings of souls. These are all things that advances the kingdom of God on the earth. The works of God on the earth. And by the way, the greatest of all the works of God on the earth is to reconcile man back to God. That is the reason why Jesus came. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21. Look at Matthew 1 21. In order for us to advance or work the works of him that sent us, we must know even the mandate. So look at John uh, Matthew chapter 1 and then verse number 21. And she shall bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. So the work that Jesus came to do is to save his people from their sins. And Bible says that I must work the works of him that sent me. I must save the many that I can save whilst I have the opportunity. And whilst they are in my presence, because a time is coming, I cannot do that. And that was what Jesus was saying. So now, knowing what the works of him that sent us is, let us now go to why. Now, I'll give you three points there. Why? 
Why must we work the works of him that sent us? Number one, because we are here on assignment. Nobody on earth is a mistake. Nobody on earth is a mistake. You are not born again accidentally. There is a reason and a purpose why the Lord intentionally gave you and I the privilege. It is important that we understand that we have been appointed to a mandate and the appointment requires faithfulness. It, it requires diligence because there will surely be accountability of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you want me to say it again? I will. Why must we work the works of him that sent us? Why must we be so winners? Why must we walk in love? Why must we demonstrate love for the world to see? The world that is bereft of love to see that there is still love because, we, because it is our assignment. We are on assignment here. We have been appointed to a mandate. And the appointment requires faithfulness because there will surely be accountability. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and I want us to read verse number 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we have to come to the place of understanding, moving away from the, the benefit to the reason why we were there. Because the benefit is a product of the reason why we are there. Hallelujah. If you are working in a company and all your mind is on what you are getting, what you are getting, very soon they will sack you. Because your mind will be shifted from why you are there to what you get whilst you are there. And they, they didn't get you there because of what you get. They got you there because of what they want you to do. Please, do you understand what I'm talking about? But many times, in the body of Christ, we concentrate more on the benefit than the why. The things that come as a result of the, I mean, the byproduct, the things that come as a result of, 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 of what we will be doing than on what we should be doing. Does that make sense? Yes. But I pray that from today, the Lord will always make us diligent. Amen. When you go to a company and they are promoting, they only promote people that are diligent. Amen. They don't just promote every worker. Otherwise, every year they'll be promoting people. Pastor Jimama, is that right? Yeah, it is people that are diligent and people that are working that are promoted. So it is important we understand. So, it is what you have been employed for by the company that allows the company to even allow you entry. When you go to Amazon, Elder is a manager there. They have a certain big, big, big I mean, they have some cards. I, I've been there before. If you get there and you don't have that card, it doesn't matter, whatever. You can't enter. You see? And who are those that have those cards? Employees. The employees. Hallelujah. So, there are, it is important we understand that we understand that we have been, when you have been employed by a company for a certain activity, it is the activity that you engage in that gives you the benefit within the company. Whether it is promotion, whether it is protection, whether it is um, extra pay like Desiree received today, whether it is whatever it is. I never received that money. I didn't receive it because I don't work there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody here can receive because nobody works there. It came to you. you. You and your husband are in the same house, but your husband didn't have it. Why? Because it doesn't work there. You see, so we have to understand 
The why. It is the why that she's in that company that delivered her, her that extra money. Say me a believing amen. amen. So look at Matthew chapter 24. Now let's read that dominion scripture quickly from verse number 42 to 51. Very quickly. And Bible says that, Watch therefore for you know not the hour when your Lord will come. And then verse 43 says that, For, but know this, that if the good man, he's talking about the employee, okay? The good man over there is talking about the employee, the person that has been employed, the person that has been appointed, the person that has been given the mandate. He said that if the good man knew of the house, okay, had known in what watch or in what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and he would not have allowed his house to be broken up into. And verse 44 said, Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man will come. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant, whom his Lord has made him ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Hallelujah. Did you see it? He had been, can you give me that? that who then, look at that, is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord had made ruler, he had been appointed as a ruler over his household. To do something. To give them meat in due season. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at verse 40. The next verse. Blessed is that servant. Whom when his Lord shall come. He shall find him doing so. So. It is important we understand. Verse 45 again. It is important we understand that. We have been given a mandate. And that is why we must work the mandate out. We have been given a mandate. We have been employed, appointed with a certain portfolio in the place where you work, in the place where you live. There is a portfolio of heaven upon you for that place. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. And of course, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 9, Bible says that we are co-laborers with God. We are co-laborers. We are co-laborers. We work hand in hand. So we have been employed. We are like, we are like, we are like, we are like, co-employees by God. If Jesus came to save and we are co-workers for, for we are laborers together with God. And you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Now jump with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 18, 19 and then 20. And let's do that together with this one. And then he said that to wit that God was in Christ. Now remember Christ came to save his people from their sins, right? Now, so he says that, to wait that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Amen. Did you see that? Amen. Now we are ambassadors of Christ. Hallelujah. We are ambassadors of Christ. So there is a mandate of, you see, brothers and sisters, don't let us forget our primary purpose why we were selected and why we became saved. Amen. You see? Our primary purpose is to be co-workers with the Lord. Amen. If we want to know why Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me, it is that we must appear or work as co-laborers with Christ. Christ came to die. We will not die. But we will now, you see? The, the, <laughs> there is, when sometimes there is an issue and then they go to the court. Now, they have the corporate 
the person, the, the defender, the person who actually did it. And then they also have accomplices. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, sometimes they, uh, I've forgotten the technical name that they call them. But it's like um, they abetted the crime. It's like this person committed the crime. But this one was the one that abetted the crime. Now, we are abettors of Christ's death. We didn't die. But we have to, we have to let the world know that, the, that Christ died. And the reason why he died. Praise the name of Jesus. We are accomplices. One Bible said that we are co-laborers with Christ, with, with God, through Christ, reconciling, reconciling the world unto him. It means that he has died. We will not die. No, I won't die for you. You won't die for me. If death comes right now, now, you will run away. Even your wife, you will leave the person. Hallelujah. You see? But Christ has died. And so, we as, a co- we as co-laborers, co-workers with the Lord, must be able to let the world outside know that of a truth, the man died. And this is the reason why he died. And you can also join the wagon. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so look at that. He said, for we are now ambassadors of Christ, as though, Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. So here, Paul was talking about the fact that it is important we understand our mandate and our co-workership with the Lord and therefore work the works of him that sent us. Praise the name of Jesus. So the first point is that we have been appointed to a mandate and the appointment requires faithfulness because there is a day of reckoning that we will all be called to reckon. Number two, why must we work the works of him that sent us? Because the work or the appointment is time bound. Important to me. It is time bound. Number one, we have been given an appointment. And our appointment has defined what we are supposed to do. We call it the, the, um, the scope of work we have been given. Number two, Understand that your appointment and my appointment is time bound. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. He says that there is a time to everything. Our appointment is time bound to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the earth. Now, let's read a very powerful scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 to 17. You see? It is important, brothers and sisters, we understand that there is a time disposition. There is a time window. Wherefore, he said, Awake, thou dost sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. So, (laughs) light comes when we wake up. Look, he says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, doing what? Redeeming the time. When we say redeeming the time, it means that you have wasted time. So the little time, work extra. That is what it means. God bless you. I miss you. That is what, that is what we mean when we talk about redeeming the time. Okay? It means that it's like soccer match. Soccer match is supposed to take 90, 90 minutes. Now, let's say after all the 90 minutes, it was goalless or it was 1-1. One, one. It was a draw. But they must conclude the winner that day. So they give something called injury time. Okay? 
Now, that injury time, sometimes it is because of some foul time and all that. Now, what happens is that sometimes that injury time is about three minutes or some, depending on whatever the referee will agree. That injury time, people play as though they have never played the game. Because it is a time that 90 minutes has lapsed. It is wasted. It, you have blown it apart. They gave you 90 minutes. Instead of you to go and score, you were just, you know, you pass it. You were just playing, entertaining yourself. Now, when you saw that it was 80 minutes, now people became very serious. Still, nothing happened. Now, when it was now 90 minutes, and then they lifted the extra time. They said three minutes more extra time. Now, come and see. It's like now, sometimes when you watch, you see that the goalkeeper will not leave even the post. And they will all go there. Have you seen it before? Yeah. Now, because why? Why didn't the goalkeeper leave the post? Because this time we have to redeem the time. We have wasted all the time. Many people have wasted the prominent time that the Lord gave them. So the little time that we have, redeem it. Do more to recover more. Praise the name of Jesus. Redeeming the time means that the little that you have, don't blow it apart again. Do the best that you can. As much as you can. Brothers and sisters, if you look at the way people have done many things for the Lord, and I'm talking about the apostles of old, how they were able to sacrifice their lives. Some of them were sawn apart. Some of them were given life to lions to be eaten. Some of them were given to, some of them were fried in oil. Some of them, they plucked out their eyes, chopped off their tongues whilst they were alive. Some of them, they bent them on the stick. So, so many things, brothers and sisters. And you see how the gospel and how the kingdom has passed through turmoil and has passed through the wilderness and has passed through the fire and has passed through the dungeon and gotten to us. Then ladies and gentlemen, there is more that we got to do than the way we are doing it. There is more. We are even afraid to talk about our faith. We got to redeem. Paul said, start with me from verse number 14 again. Look at what Paul said. He said, wherefore, he said, awake. Awake. Did we not read about the ten virgins that whilst the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered. But he said that now when the bridegroom was coming, there was a sound that came that he is coming. Awake. 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 We are in the moment of awake. Wherefore, he said, awake. You that sleep. And arise from the dead. Many people and many things are dying. May the Lord check us up back to life. He said, and when you do that, look at that. But here we are looking. He said, and when you do that, Christ, Pastor Charles, shall give you light. We are looking for light. Whereas what we have to do for the light to come, we are not doing it. Okay. Now put off the light for me there. Okay, now in case we want light to be there, what must we do? We just have to turn it on, right? But if now that the light is off, nobody is by it, how do we turn it on? It cannot be turned on. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, in order to get the light, what must we do? We must send somebody there. 
Is that right? Now, we are looking for the light without sending somebody there. Does it work? Elder, does it work? Ebony, does it work? Yeah. So, how do we send somebody there? He said, wherefore, awake. Awake. So, when we awake and we arise, we have sent ourselves to the place of turning it on. And Bible says, and then Christ will now deliver light. And light talks about easy access. Life talks about comfort. Life talks about the many blessings that we are believing him for. He said, Christ will give it to you. But you must awake from the sleep and arise from the dead. You know? And here, he wasn't talking about sin. He was talking about the fact that the things that we need to do. Recently, I was watching some documentary. Uh, they say failed something, something. And then one guy, he was on, 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 uh, on a forklift at the warehouse. And I think he was doing a night shift and he has slept. And that thing was going and he was asleep on. Maybe some of you may have seen it on the reel or something. And it entered into one of the pillars. The whole thing, it was like dominoes. The whole thing collapsed. One sleep. Somebody say one sleep. So he says that, awake. Thou dost please, you can put the light on for me if you are by it. Thank you. He said, thou that sleepest, arise from the dead. And then Christ shall give you light. And verse number 15 and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly. Walk intelligently. Walk in a calculated manner and way. Not as fools, but as wise. What does it mean by fools? Fools are people who will see a trap and still enter in. They will see trouble and still go inside. Praise the name of Jesus. They will know what to do, but they will not do it. Now look at that. Not as fools, but as why? Redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. Because the time is short. Because if you don't take time, even the little time, you will still waste it. And then, look at verse number 17. He said, wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. We have a misbalanced or, uh, or, or a mismanaged understanding of the will of God in the body of Christ. The will of God that all men will be saved and that out of the all men being saved, the blessings of the Lord will be magnified in our lives. Praise the name of Jesus. We have been appointed on a time basis. Jesus says something that surprised me. Look at the consequences of not understanding or not redeeming the time. Not knowing the times and the seasons in which we are. Luke 19. 43 and 44 Jesus was telling them why they had to go through all that that they had gone through they didn't redeem the time they didn't understand the time in which they were for the day shall come upon you that your enemies shall cast a trench about you they shall compass you round about and keep you in every side it means trouble here trouble there trouble there trouble all over why he said, the time shall come when all this shall happen. Why? He said, and they shall even lay, they shall lay you even with, uh, upon the ground and your children with you. And they shall not live in thee one stone upon another. Can we all say why? why? Uh-huh. Now the answer is there. Let's answer it. Because you knew not the time of your visitation. When you don't know what to do within the time of works, Sir, you are a manager. You are a manager. If you see somebody 
not working at the time of working, but standing on the phone, what will you do, sir? Amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So many believers, brothers and sisters. Number three. Number three. Why must we do the works? Number three. Because there is a reward system. Yeah. There is a reckoning with a reward system. There is accountability with a reward system. God is not unrighteous. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9 and 10. You see, there is a reward system. And that is the reason why I'm just preaching natural spiritual message. Natural spiritual message means that everything I'm saying is how we live every day with our secular world. Amen. Now, but beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and the things that accompany salvation. I spoke about that saying that the works for salvation, nobody will do it. But the work that accompanies salvation, that is we propagating salvation, it is us. He said that the things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. And then in verse number 10, he said, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Yeah. For God is not unrighteous. For God is not unrighteous. Anytime you are undertaking the mandate, Please understand that there is accountability and a reward system. That is why we got to do it. And as we are doing it, I'm seeing the reward system working effectively for us. Exodus 23 and 25. Look at the reward system. Exodus 23 and 25. You shall serve the Lord your God. Look at that. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread and bless your water. Isn't that powerful? You shall serve the Lord your God. You shall work the works of him that sent you. Whilst it is day. And he shall bless your bread. When anything is blessed, it multiplies. Anything that is blessed multiplies. It increases. When Jesus blessed um, the bread, it was five loaves of bread. They did not feed five over 5,000 people. Yeah. Anything that is blessed, ladies and gentlemen, multiplies and increases. And he says that you shall work the works of him who sent you whilst it is day. I shall work the works of him that sent me whilst it is day. And he shall bless our bread and bless our water. And he said, and I will take sicknesses away from the midst of you. May we walk in that blessing in Jesus' name. Look at another reward system. Malachi chapter 3, verse 7 to verse 17 and 18. Malachi chapter 3. My goodness, and I love that one because it resonates with most of our people here today. And they shall be mine. Somebody say they shall be mine. They shall be mine, mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Who is he talking about? In that day, when I make up my jewels, somebody say, when I make up my jewels. Amen. One day, one of my daughters did a makeup. I couldn't see her. Oh yeah, later I was telling her that I nearly told her that you resemble one of my daughters. Before God and man. I couldn't see her. Later on she was telling me that even some people were, were saying, is that you? Is that not you? Hallelujah. Amen. But she doesn't usually make up, but she made up and I couldn't see her. 
Amen. She was too shining. Hallelujah. When people are doing, one day I saw um, somebody in a wedding. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll polish that example. And then she had appeared in a, a way. Okay, brothers and sisters. When the husband saw her, just like I was confused about my daughter. The husband was once, I mean, confused. He was like, is that my wife or that is another person? Now, why couldn't he make her out? Because of the makeup. Now, what is makeup? Makeup means we are covering your inadequacies or we are complimenting you. Do you understand? Please, please, please. Women, hallelujah. Don't be angry at me. That is why you make up. That is why you wear extended nails. You wear uh, uh, all these hair. You want to increase something. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so makeup covers something that sometimes, the way sometimes our hair is, you know, and then we, we are like, oh, but I can't go with this hair. And then you look here, and then you grab one uh, wig like that, and then you put on, and then you are, you are, and then you are shining. But we don't know what is under the wig. So makeup is a cover-up. <laughs> hey, listen, you see, this message, the women will understand it more. <laughs> makeup is a cover-up. Do you, you understand? You see, makeup, makeup is a cover-up. And the Lord said, they that serve me, I'll cover them up. Look at it, look at it. He said, they shall be mine. They, they shall be mine. That's right. You see, they shall be mine. Say the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up, when I polish them, so you have the weakness, but he covers you. You have... Hallelujah. And that is what the devil doesn't understand. Sometimes, can I preach with my ladies? Hey, hey. Let us be factual. Sometimes we have not even bathed. But you know. <laughs> praise the name of Jesus. But because of the time. We have to make up. To appear there. So we have not bathed. But we have to make up. You know sometimes we clean our face. This, that, that, Put some things. You appear and then you are like. Whoa, 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 whoa. But you know that it is a cover up. Hallelujah. Is it not beautiful? And the Lord said that this is one of, the, and by the way, this is the last but one statement of the Old Testament. Wow. Yeah. He said, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, whoo, whoo, and then look at what the makeup does. He said, no, give it to me. Uh, verse number 17 again. He said, what the makeup, what my making you up does is that it spares you it spares you from the consequences. It spares you from that attack. It spares you from that exposure. Somebody says, you say, hey, why? Why are you like that? But because you have made a cover-up, it is not seen. But who are those that he was calling that he will make them up? Verse number 18. He said, no, no, no. Uh -huh. Then shall you return. This is so important. And discern between the righteous 
and the wicked between them that served God and them that served him not. So, as we advance the kingdom of God, he sees us as people that serve him. And he said, I'll make you up. The Lord is making somebody up today. The Lord is making your relationship up. The Lord is making your finances up. Ah. Do you know that, listen, in makeup too, it is not everywhere that they make up. They make up places that will be very conspicuous. Am I right? I think I have to go for teaching on this makeup thing. So that I can preach it in another level. Hallelujah. So when the Lord is making you up, the places in your life that the enemy wants to expose, he covers it up. I'm seeing a cover up. I'm seeing a cover up. I said I'm seeing a cover up. One day in the book of Mark chapter 10. Mark 10. Reading from verse number 28 all the way to 30. And Peter began to say unto him, Master, we have left all and we are following you. And, man of God, all this thing that you are preaching, what about those who don't also believe in God but everything is working well for him? That is how Peter came. When Peter came, he said, you see, he said, Master, we have left all. We have left all. Those people have not left all. What Peter was saying was that, Jesus, look at Zacchaeus and, and them. Those guys are living good. But we have left all. The little that we were going to struggle with and survive. We have even left all. Then Peter began, and we are following you. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you. Verily. It means by an oath that is unbreakable. The word verily means an oath that is unbreakable. By an oath that is unbreakable, I say unto you, there is nobody that has left house. Meaning that the thing that you'll be doing for the Lord can affect your home. That, uh, that has left brethren, it can even affect your relationship with your family. That has left sisters, the same. That has left father. That has left mother. It can even affect the relationship between you and your spouse. Or children. Or land. For my sake. Because every morning. L.P. Ajua Sam. She will leave Michael. For the sake of her company. Every day. When you are going to work. You leave your wife. Elder. For the sake of your company. So we all leave things for the sake of things. But he said that when you leave all these things for the sake of me. If what he was saying is that if working the works of him that call you cost you. It affects you. It affects your relationship. It affects your life. It affects anything material. Look at what he said. He said he shall receive and hundredfold now in this time. Do you see that? Houses. Brethren. He mentioned all. And then he said, and, and the, the most beautiful part is that and in the world to come to eternal life. Which they will not have. You see, if all our hope and our confidence corner is in cars and houses and buildings and companies, then we are the most miserable. Paul said it. He said, then you are the most miserable. Because brothers and sisters, if we were to do what those guys are doing, we would have been able to do it better. 
Because we are smarter than them. We are wiser than them. But when we leave all, we count all dank for the sake of Christ. It is not only here he will bless us. That is why if a believer competes with an unbeliever for material things, your case is so miserable. But you wake up in the morning and your joy is not because the Lord gave you a husband. Your joy is not because the Lord gave you a wife. Your joy is not because the Lord gave you a brand new car. The joy is not because the Lord gave you all these things. They are all good. They are all for our material comfort and benefit. But the joy is that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And that you are a worker for him. And that you are a called and a born servant. Hey, one of the statements that I love through the Bible you read and you come across it and Paul will be saying, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. A bond servant of Jesus Christ. The Lord one day told me, he said, study that thing about a bond servant. And I started studying it. Ah, I was surprised. A bond servant. A bond servant of Jesus Christ. It means that whether I live, whether I die, if Jesus approves it, it is enough. It is enough. Whether I have, if I don't have, if Jesus approves it, it is enough. Is it not so pathetic that believers in our days now can be offended in God because they didn't get a job that they applied for? Then we are most miserable. One day, the disciples, Mama Vice, went to preach. When they preached, they cast out devils. Man, these guys were coming. And I can see their chest out. And then they say, is there anybody with a demon? Bring them, bring them, bring them. Bring them. We are just coming from demon chasing expedition. And then they got there. And then Jesus said, they said, master, whew, you shouldn't have called us back. Should have allowed us three days revival. Because the spirit was moving. Jesus said, brothers, <laughs> tarry, wait, wait, wait. Don't be happy that the spirit is moving and demons are listening to you. And the blessings are coming materially. Don't let that be your joy. Don't let that be your joy. Let your joy be that your names. Because whatever we receive here is temporal and transient. And we will live it. But when we go to inherit there, it's eternal. It's permanent. It's eternal. And on that day, when we appear there, there will be crowns. Praise the name of Jesus. You see, I can't wait. They call you, they, they call your name, you come, and then your crowns are piled up like that. Listen, when we appear before the Lord, many people will be disappointed. Many big, big, big names. One day I was talking to somebody, and she told me, but all these big, big men of God have done it. I said, hey, I am not part of them. It's not about title. It's about a covenant work with the Lord. Yeah. It's an individual work with the Lord. We will appear in heaven. You'll be surprised at these young ladies that are always here cleaning the place. The way I envy you in the Lord, eh? You people. When I come, I say, when I touch something, they say, no, Papa. I said, these girls, listen, brothers and sisters, when we appear and then there are stacks of sometimes when we are preaching some of these things it looks like oh when is that going to be when is that going to be just like your grandmother is not here and your great grandfather is not here so one day your great grandchildren will say that our great grandmother is not here we will all go amen we got to pile up 
a stack of crowns. Hallelujah. He said, don't be happy. And in the world to come, eternal life. That is the difference between us and the unbelievers. Yeah. We have eternal life in the world to come. If I check out right now, I'm a joyful man. If you check out right now, you're a joyful man. You're a joyful woman. Why? Because we have eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't it not powerful? Yeah. So, how do we work the works? Number one, see the need. When you read John chapter 9 verse 1, the first thing, Bible said that, and as they passed by, Jesus saw a blind man. John chapter 9 verse 1. I'm talking, I'm giving you three points there and then we pray. How do we, so the first three points was why must we work the works of him? But now I'm talking about how do we now work the works of him? That's number one. See the need for the works of God. Whenever you have the opportunity, you see, it's a privilege. Can we read Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9? Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9. He said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now look at verse number 10. For as we therefore have opportunity, whatever we do is an opportunity hallelujah the way we come to testify and I applied for the job and I wasn't sure that I'm going to get it and then papa said God will give me the job and the Lord confirmed it and the Lord gave me the job I want us to I want to start receiving testimonies like and papa said go out for the souls and I went out and I want a soul for the Lord because that is the greatest appointment on earth. Amen. Yeah, that is the greatest appointment on earth. Amen. He said, as we therefore have opportunity, it is an opportunity to do good unto all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. Any service we render unto the Lord, it is an opportunity. We won't have it every day. A time came, YouTube music was the greatest opportunity for us. And then we were using them. When we use them, then they will block us. They will say that we, we, we don't have copyright. Hey! Today, that opportunity, we have given it to them. We don't like it again because we have instrumentalists and we have musicians. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every time you have something to do for the Lord, working the works of him that sent us while it is day. Always look, see the opportunity. And when you are seeing, see from the eyesight of God. Because when Jesus saw the guy, the disciples also saw the guy. But the disciples said, they now started looking through the lens of who sinned. Sometimes we can look at people and we say that, oh, it's each one for himself, God for us. Or when Jesus saw him, he didn't see that. When Jesus saw him, can we go back to the John chapter 9 and verse number 1 quickly. Bible said that when Jesus saw him, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man. He saw, he saw, he saw. He saw. What do you see when you see your, 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 your colleagues? What do you see when you get to the grocery? And I'm not saying that just appear and bombard everybody. But that sometimes the Holy Ghost will give you the opportunity. Yeah. What do you do? Because it's not everybody that you have to speak to anyway. Sometimes the Lord 
will restrict you. Sometimes the Lord will tell you. One day, uh, uh, Paul wanted to go and preach somewhere. And the, uh, the prophet Agabu said, don't go. He said, I'll go. They nearly killed him. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. One day, the Holy Spirit restrained them from preaching in a certain city. But the question is that when the Lord lays that opportunity to you, what do you do? Praise the name of Jesus. So see the need. See it from the eyes of God. Not from the eyes of what will you get. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two. When you see the opportunity. Number two. Seize it. Seize the opportunity. Many people see the opportunity but they do not do anything about it. And it goes. There was a young man that I used to know while I was growing up. And he was a bit older than me. So, you know, I, but I used to tell him. I used to talk to him. I used to talk to him. I'll mention his name. I'll say that, brother, let's go to church. <laughs> then he will laugh. He said, oh, you people, uh, church is for children, you know. But uh, when you grow, you understand that church is for children. And then I said, brother, let's go. I used to tell him. I used to tell him. I used to tell him. One day, he went out and then he drank. I remember it like the way I'm seeing you today. Now, he was in the same house in which I was. Now, the house was a compound house. It was a family house. And, but he was not part of the family. He was a friend of one member of the family. Now, so the gate of the house, it was a gated house. Okay. Now, the gate had these sharp spikes. You know, like like metals but very sharp spikes yeah do you remember that story i'm talking yeah and then it was around 2 30 a.m not around maybe uh, 1 30 there about so it had drizzled a bit and he was climbing on top of the spikes because he had knocked the door rang the bell nobody was coming to open and so he was just trying to jump over when he got on top of the spike because it had drizzled he slipped and and one of the spikes entered through his thigh and torn it like this up to this place by the time ambulance came and they took him to the police hospital he was dead you see i'm trying to let you know that when you meet people and take the opportunity because you may not see them again yeah you may not see them again i know that it is not a popular message but it is a message that will bring us the light. He said, when we do it, then Christ will bring us the light. There are many things we pray for. If we spend that time of prayer doing what we should do, we won't pray for it. If we spend that time going out, if we spend that time praying for the people around, instead of praying for that miracle, that miracle will come without we needing to even talk about it. Because I have never seen anybody I've never seen anybody. Connor, you work with FedEx, right? I've never seen anybody working with FedEx who at the end of the pay season, they don't pay him. Please, at the, pay, at the end of the pay season, do you go to your paymaster to tell him that pay me because it is pay season? What happens? I love that. I just get paid. Why? Can we give a clap to my son? <laughs> because I work. Yeah. John chapter 4. And verse number 36. John 4, 36. Seize that opportunity. And Jesus 
he that repent receives wages and he that gathered fruit unto life eternal he's talking about soul winning both he that sowed the seed that is why i said that when you go out don't worry if people don't receive you fully you have sowed the seed he said both he that sowed the seed and he that reaps rejoices together and number three finally how do we work the works of him number three engage in the work itself see the opportunity or see the need grasp it or seize the opportunity and number three do it many people can see but they can't do remember that the blessing is in the doing not in the seeing james chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 one of my loved scriptures james chapter 1 verse 22 all the way to two. but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only because if you are a hearer you hear the word you don't apply it you are deceiving your own selves but verse 23 says that for if any man be a hearer and not a doer it's like somebody watching himself in a mirror he finished looking into himself in the mirror he forgets what kind of person he was the next verse says that straight away for he looks into the mirror he comes out and then he will ask you sister how is this part of my hair meanwhile they are just coming from the mirror hallelujah and straight away they forget what manner of man he was verse number 25 but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this man shall be blessed in his deed say lord grant me the grace to be a doer of the word to seize opportunities and do the work itself in the name of Jesus. My last scripture. Matthew 24 45 to 47. Matthew 24 45 to 47. Talking about doing the work itself. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household. You see, I'm preaching this because many of the blessings that we are looking for is connected to our obedience to go out there. Amen. And we all, listen, the Lord will present each and every one of us with the opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus. Yeah. When you see it, don't be afraid. Amen. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant? Connor was looking at somebody at the workplace and then was like, hey, how do I talk to this person about Jesus? And all of a sudden, the person came and the person started talking about God. He said, ah, you brought yourself. Then let's zoom inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. 46 says that, blessed is that servant whom when his Lord come, he will find doing so. He will find doing so, Dahlia. He will find doing so. He will find doing the work. He will find doing the work. Amen. Somebody say, Lord, Lord, when you find me, I'll be doing the work. If he calls, I will answer. Mm -hmm. I do I give me some key? Oh. Hmm. 
Don't leave me alone at Aquentin Fee. Try and support me. I want us to just pray one prayer. Mm, I've called me. I will answer. On Sunday, I'll be talking about when we work the works of him that sent us, the best the benefit. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. The Lord was talking to me, was showing me, connecting the scriptures. Hey, I said, Lord. I have been missing. <laughs> Some things I've been praying about, it is in the key of going out. It is in the key of praying for my vicinity. It is in the key of talking to my colleague. It is in the key of inviting somebody to Jesus. Shall we close our eyes? Uh, let's sing it. Oh, lead me, Lord, and I will follow. Let's sing it. Lead me on, I will, and I'll flow. Okay. You have called me, I will answer. Now listen, I want us to pray one prayer. I want you to pray and I want you to tell the Lord to give you the grace. Tell the Lord to strengthen you. Tell the Lord to empower you. Tell the Lord to give you what it takes to work the works of him. Remember, we must work the works of him because time, 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 time. And he says that don't just work it, redeem the time. Meaning that you have wasted so much time already. So the little time that is around, use it. Don't waste it more. Don't disappoint it more. Because there is so much blessings. My goodness. Divine preservation, divine protection, security, overflow, abundance, material blessings, plenty. Spiritual blessings, plenty. Psychological blessings, plenty. And above all, when we appear, we will shine. We will shine. My goodness. Oh, Now, I want to pray one prayer in case you know that the passion for working the works of the Lord. You are in because you are a, a Christian. But you know that it's like the connection, the connectivity is broken. I'm not talking about you are not a believer. You are a believer but the connectivity. The passion is no more there. You see, that, that passion that used to be now you do things as if you are being composed it's like it is by force you know it's like i have to do it that is why i'm doing it but not with passion 
there are things we do for love and there are things we do by by we have to do it now i want you if you are here like i want you to lay your hand on your heart just that i want you to lay your hand on your heart you want that passion of connectivity you can see that you are a bit drifted the things of god doesn't excite you working the works of god doesn't excite you many things are offensive to you somebody didn't greet you you're offended somebody didn't listen to what you said you're offended now many things have entered but before then you see it's like somebody who has fallen in love nothing offend them about the woman nothing offend them about the man but after some years even if the person says i love you say why are you saying it plenty plenty just saying i love you now becomes an issue see why why are you always saying you love me love me like that meanwhile before before every moment you want to hear the person say i love you you see when the passion dies out that is why he said arise wake up wake up and you that are dead arise i'm just going to pray that prayer that the lord will regenerate our heart that the lord will revive us when the lord blesses you what comes into your mind first you see it shows where your passion is does the things of god come to your mind pushing the agenda of god does it come to your mind if that doesn't come to your mind then brothers and sisters that passion is weak that passion is not there yet i want you to put your hand on your heart if you are like that and i'm going to pray with you that the lord will give us a heart of flesh that the lord will give us a compassionate heart brothers and sisters it may not be a popular message but this is the message that heaven is clapping right now i'm telling you if there are one million messages this is one of the first few that heaven is clapping yeah god this is the reason why he left us here we cannot be talking about the things that we will get when we do what he wants us to do when we have not spoken about what we even have to do then how do we get that those things see and we make god a liar he said and we make god a liar i want you to pray now say these words with me if your hand is on your heart it is coming from a place of sincerity say dear lord jesus from my heart i know that the connection is not as it used to be the passion that i had for you has died down the ego that i had and the zeal that i had about you has died out please revive restore rejuvenate my heart with fresh love and passion for you and your works in the mighty name of jesus christ now i want you to pray make a covenant with the lord tell the lord that from today things will be changed from today you talk to people about jesus you will witness to people you will invite people to church it is part of it because jesus didn't say that we should just go and win souls he said and disciple them we disciple them in the house we raise them up in the house thank you father eternal father in the blessed and mighty name of jesus 
we decree and we declare that from tonight our communication with you as far as the works that we must do here on earth has been activated our passion is back on top our desires is back on top you will be number one on our mind and on everything that we think about jesus blessed and mighty name somebody shout me and believe in amen. amen give a clap unto the lord is it not powerful yes these are the messages that heaven claps about hallelujah and the lord is blessing us now i want you to lift up an offering unto the lord you brought an offering unto the lord i want you to lift it up lifted up unto the Lord in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Please look on the board. We have the giving portals on the board. We are pushing the agenda of God. Did you say you sold 2,000? I have forgotten the amount you sold. Oh, it was a hypothetical value you were giving. Ah, okay. Because I know that it was a heavy seed that you gave to the Lord. Yeah. Please lift it up unto the Lord. Tell our Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. Please receive our offering. We are so grateful that you didn't deny us this opportunity to be co-laborers with you. With our substance and our resources, we push your work. Jesus blessed and mighty name. Amen. All right. God bless you. Please drop it in. Online, in-house. The annual conference, which is our Kingdom Advancement Conference 2022, is coming up from a week today. Exactly a week today. Hallelujah. And the whole place will be filled up. I want you to come and come very early. Amen. Next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, many great men of God. Like you can see on the bill. Hallelujah. I mean, Reverend Terry Bailey, Dr. David Asante, and then my very own spiritual father, my bishop, Reverend Dr. Kwejo Bwatin Bempa, a man who works in signs, wonders, and miracles. No word of his mouth falls to the ground. Yeah. I will give you a testimony about him later on, about how the hand of God is over him. Now, and we'll be here from Wednesday all the way to Sunday. Hallelujah. Now I want you to be part and parcel of it. Bring your family. Anybody needing healing, miracle signs and what? Bring them throughout the whole of the period. Hallelujah. Because you may not know which day the angel of healing will touch them. Amen. Okay. All right. God bless you. This Friday, the day after tomorrow is our night of supernatural encounter. My angel will go before you. My angel will go before you. It's going to be so awesome. Let's receive our communion quickly and then we'll be out of here. I want you to receive. Please, I hope you are still anointing yourself. 21 days. Today is day number 14. Good. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I told you that for 
in order to forget in order to avoid forgetfulness put it inside your cream <laughs> amen father we thank you for the bread and we thank you for the drink it was bread and drink when jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it he called it his body we receive it as the body of christ he blessed the cup he said it is my blood we receive the body and the blood in jesus blessed and mighty name let's eat together I welcome our first timers let me take this opportunity to say a very big thank you to all our women and all the ladies you know for, for that awesome treat you gave us on Sunday it was beautiful you know yeah it was awesome you know I like the way they, they learn how to wear the apron from us you know yeah you know yeah, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was awesome. There was so much to eat. People carried over and over and over to the house. Some people are even eating up to today. Do I have witnesses? <laughs> Hallelujah. So let us enjoy our women. God richly bless you. And thank you for all that you guys did. Amen. On behalf of all the men, and of course, on behalf of my very self, we want to say God bless you. And your blessings will not be limited. Now, Today is your first time. I want to welcome you. Sister, you said it yourself. Please, can you come? Wow. Hallelujah. My goodness. Your first time worshiping with us. Any first timer? Okay. okay. God bless you. What's your name? Madrain Nakaiza. Madrain Nakaiza. That's a very beautiful name. Let's pray for Madrain. Father, we thank you for your daughter. And we thank you for the gift that you have given her. Jesus, blessed and mighty name, we soak her, her family in the blood of Jesus. We ask for divine preservation and protection. Show yourself strong on their behalf. Grant her testimonies. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Amen. God bless you. All right. I'll see you after service. Okay. All right. Let's be on our feet. Now, the program is just tomorrow next, as we will say it. <laughs> the day after tomorrow. Amen. Okay. Florida, happy birthday. Amen. All right. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make himself strong on your behalf. The Lord show his face strong on your behalf too. The Lord make your forehead harder than that of your enemies. The Lord order your steps in him. The Lord cause you to be a thousand times more. In the morning may you be blessed. The afternoon may you be blessed. The evening may you be blessed. May the Lord always call us to consciousness of why he left us here. And may we work the works of him that called us whilst it is day. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Your night is sleep. Your night is sweet. And your sleep will be beautiful. The road network from here to your home is safe. No issues on the road. No issues at your home. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. See me a believing amen. amen. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. 
we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen shall we take our prophetic declaration with long life full of prosperity and sound health shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives amen